0: Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling
2: medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden
0: world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. This week Unlocked is sponsored by Hymns. What's happening, friends? Welcome to Unlocked 385. It's the weekly Xbox show here at IGN. And surprise, one more video episode if you happen to be seeing our faces right now. But we've got plenty to talk about, whether you're just listening or you're also watching. Uh, Some big releases this week, but I want to mention uh, a little one, a little uh, figurative and literal small release this week. Also, some big news surrounding E3 with regard to Electronic Arts, one of the biggest publishers in the world. Also, some big Master Chief Collection news this week. Yeah, it's still going and it's still getting better. All that and more coming up on unlocked 385 i'm ryan mccaffrey to my left brandon tyrell howdy way over there at the end of the table i feel like you guys are a mile away it's uh yeah we had some some last minute things come up so uh brandon no you're brandon Howdy. and miranda bam could not be here thank you for (laughs) carrying on keeping the spirit spirit of Destin alive and to my right my good friend good to see him on this podcast Brian Altana, Thank you
2: for having me. It's it's wonderful to see you guys. I actually haven't said this to you in person in a while, uh, Ryan, but you do have a goddamn amazing radio voice. Oh, my. That's not like a, a, a joke <laughs> about your looks. <laughs> <laughs> I got one of those the other day. It was just like, oh, he's got a face for radio. And I'm like, well, good news. We're going audio. <laughs> oh,
0: <laughs>
1: <man>. <laughs>
0: Thankfully for the
2: audience.
1: <laughs> when's, uh, when's the
2: last time you were on Unlocked, Brian? Um, I was on a, Unlocked a few years ago, and uh, the machine ate the episode. <laughs> yeah,
0: that was that well, oh, I remember yeah. that. That was the, the that old archaic Mac laptop. Just, yeah, yeah. Just chewed up that episode and and refused to spit it out. We had this
2: laptop that re- we recorded seventy podcasts a day on, mm-hmm. and yeah. just one day it was just like I can't do it anymore.
0: <laughs> no, just gave up. And it on was up. such a good episode it too. Was a great one. It was yeah. a good show. That's all I remember. Or about was it? it. We'll You'll never, never know. know. You'll never know. But uh, yeah. So we we said goodbye to you on video last week. Turns out, uh. Hey, we just wanted to wanted to love you guys one more time. Mm -hmm. You're on video. That's (laughs) what we do here. But we are going audio only next week. That's true. Um, Thanks for everybody who supported the video version. We're still coming your way uh, every week, same time every week, in your favorite podcast feed. Mm -hmm. So uh, keep a lookout for that. I want to remind you to visit our newsletter. We've got a newsletter that, uh, Winston, uh, one of our guys here and a few other people on the team put a lot of time and energy into. If there's just, cause if you look at the IGN website, in a given day. Oh my god. It's there's there's you can't like we work here and we can't even keep yeah, up with no. it. So the newsletter does a real good job of boiling down all the biggest stuff from games entertainment. So go to subscribe.ign.com totally free newsletter. It's just if you think it's a thing that you might want in your email inbox to help help uh, get through the top stories That's there for you, and then uh, one more plug for the Bonnie Ross episode of IGN Unfiltered. Got to shoot that in Las Vegas in a very beige hotel room. So beige. (laughs) Well, there's nothing I could do about it. That's we we requested. First of all, we requested an eastern facing room because Mm -hmm. we knew the interview was scheduled for the afternoon.
1: (laughs) I love the the idea of like
0: reading the bones and like
1: watching (laughs) the signals.
0: Like, all right, well, Mercury's in retrograde, (laughs) so I'll
1: need. uh, (laughs)
0: i had i had video professionals handling this stuff but yeah like the hotel of course gives us a western facing suite so like you can see the sun just like go over bonnie's face during the interview and i'm just she's such a good sport about it but a lot of neat halo information in the room
1: was beige the conversation vibrant yes there it is nailed it (laughs) tagline
0: um elsewhere this week off to a great start we got we got a couple more big releases. Uh, February big month. March following suit. Yeah. The what Division happened, Two, Devil May March Cry Five. Uh, I haven't had a chance to look at either of those games yet because there's too much to do. Mm-hmm. But have uh, you played DMC Five? Yes.
2: Okay. Uh, I do tell. I, I haven't either. I, I've been. Yeah, I got to waiting to I got fun. to interview the producer of the game here at IGN on Friday night. Uh, the video's up on YouTube. Um, I have. Sort of historically been away from that franchise aside from the first one, which I think what happened with DMC2 is a lot of people dipped out because they didn't like the direction it went. Um, and I think that like aesthetically, that has always been a rather garish franchise. Mm. I, th- I, I would say is the word I would use to describe it. Um, very over the top leathery men yeah. battling each other with whips and 100%. chains. Um, this game is awesome. It's totally brought me back in. Uh, it's just a really fun, really gorgeous, really goofy action game i think it is like fully self-aware at how ridiculously over the top it is and embraces that i mean you can beat people up with motorcycles yeah and chains there's just it's the kind of thing where you can go in and just mash buttons and get through it but also if you're awesome at it it grades you on the fly um if you've historically stepped away from this franchise but you're looking for something fun and slick to play check this game out it's super cool Yeah, I mean, I've always been a a pretty big fan of, like, combo-based hack-and-slash
1: beat-em-ups, I Mm -hmm. guess, is the genre that we'll call this. Um, Bayonetta was great and and all that, but uh, DMC was just – or Devil May Cry was was really a series that I had never really gotten into, um, which is crazy because it's, on paper, right up my alley. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then DMC5, it was, like, totally off my radar until I saw videos of, like, them doing combos where they, like, put a cowboy hat on and something explodes – and Mitchell, um, who reviewed it for us, was like, Yeah, yeah, I'm just working on my uh, smoking sexy style. And I was like, That's a weird way to describe it.
0: But it literally in the game. <laughs> that's the rating. It, yeah, it is that's called the, the top rating. rating yeah, that's the rating. Exactly. exactly. Top rating on the scale. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, uh,
1: I think I'm going to have to try to carve out some time for that game because yeah. it's just. Bad shit,
2: crazy. It's uh, I think it's part of this like really awesome kind of quiet renaissance that Capcom's been having recently, which I, right? b- I just appreciate the hell out of it. Between you know Resident Evil Two, Resident Evil Seven, this game now, um, there was even Mega Man Eleven, which I wasn't too crazy about, but that connected with a lot of people. Monster Hunter World, Monster Hunter World. Yeah, I, I mean, I would love to see them sort of just really get in there, at, do a new Dino Crisis, maybe bring. Oh my back god, yes, Joe, yes, like, yeah, just get some, get some old classics because they're on fire right now. So anything yeah. they touch, I'm excited to play. So, yeah, and I so I,
1: I remember like I have a vivid memory of us sitting in the old podcast room, that tiny little coffin, <laughs> uh, and we were chastising Capcom. Oh, we've done it many times. They've had a, they've had a by and large crappy generation. Literally, literally coming out and saying, "Well, we're going to remaster what people want." And yeah, like that was yeah. their game plan, and we're like, uh, fiscally, uh, that was yeah. their yeah, game yeah. Like, oh, okay, I. I guess, I mean, we'll see, I get like, remaster Resident Evil 2, please, and, like, all this time later, they finally do it, and it's amazing, but there's been a, what, two-year period where it's just everything they release is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. To the point where I'm like... I loved Dragon's Dogma because it's right up my alley. I would love to
2: see another one of those, please. Sure. Do that. Also, I, new Dino Crisis. It's such a it's such a stark. I remember like a couple years ago EA was like, "Oh, you know, we want to look forward with our games." And people were like, "Mass Effect trilogy, bring it yeah, back." Right, exactly. And they were like, "No, no, no, like, you know, we don't want to focus on that stuff." And like now after what 7 years of them having the Star Wars license and then basically not really shipping a ton, I would love for them to go in and just start you know, remastering old games like Dark for- Forces, KOTOR, mm-hmm. anything they can get their hands on. I saw this uh, art- concept artist at Obsidian has been re- reworking like levels in Dark Forces and just putting them out oh, man. in Unreal Engine 4 and stuff. And it's just like, this looks That so would be good. interesting. That's, that's the kind of like grassroots stuff that gets people excited for something. Right? Yeah. And I think that you look at like Resident Evil 2, um, and that was such a great way to sort of honor the original game and build something awesome and new on top of it. And mm-hmm. I don't think that that's necessarily. Necessarily, like it, it signifies that your studio is out of ideas or anything like that i think it's quite the contrary it's it's giving your fans something that they love and they cherish and they're letting them replay it uh or or play it for the first time in a, in a brand new way and that's really awesome yeah it's an easy win i remember beating resident evil 2 on the
1: n64 on a cross country road trip we had like a portable little tv in a big van and i played it in the back seat and <laughs> wow
0: that is <laughs> that's that's baller right there yeah back well, then
2: yeah <laughs> uh I mean, well, you know, I'm not gonna. Say it. Was it one of the ones where, like, when your dad stopped for gas and he would shut off the car, would shut off everything? Because I had a situation like that on the road.
1: Yeah, there was something weird about it where it was like there were definitely, you know, like rules in place. Yeah, for you it, save constantly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but I remember beating it, and it's still one of the most like memorable ex- video video game experiences for me. And then seeing like the same sort of levels in Resident Evil 2, but now in a way that is modernized. Yeah. Right. Just such a double dip of nostalgia that also plays on the fact I don't remember everything about that game, and they added new stuff in as well. So it was like reliving a great memory in a new way, which is something an experience like you rarely ever
0: get. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, and I'm and I'm playing it. Uh, I'm playing RE two for the first time because I didn't have a PS one. I was I was ride or die PC back then. Yep. And it feels the game's great. Like yeah. it's uh, it it feels good as a new game. I can see the sort of. 1998 some of the sensibilities to it but in a good way like Mm. it's it's not like completely linear you know it's got a little bit of that metroidvania like double back with a new item that you know to get to something you couldn't get to before but it's just it's so well done that yeah i mean uh, there's such a difference between remaster and ground up remake yeah that, Yeah. that, that that game could not make more clear. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Capcom's been guilty, mo- most of this generation, of just the, the quick and dirty remaster. Mm-hmm. This is a, is a glorious remake, and it's mm-hmm. just, it's fantastic. This week, Unlocked is sponsored by Hims. Were any of you aware that 66% of men lose their hair by age 35? Fun fact, that's the very same percentage of men who are being heckled by kids in Fortnite right now. Probably, I guess. That is so many. Too many. None of us deserve that. But good news, HIMSS is here to help with hair loss, not Fortnite. Thanks to science, baldness can be optional. HIMSS connects you with real doctors and medical-grade solutions to treat hair loss. With no waiting rooms and no awkward in-person office visits, 4himss.com can hook you up with well-known generic equivalents to name-brand prescriptions to help you keep your hair. Right now, unlocked listeners can get a trial month of hymns for just $5 while supplies last. A pharmacy would charge you hundreds for that. But we've got the hookup for you because we like you, platonically. Go to forhymns.com slash podcast unlocked to get a trial month of hymns for $5. That's F O R H I M S dot com slash podcast unlocked. Forhymns.com slash podcast unlocked. Uh we'll talk about EA more in a minute but cool. first uh, I wanted to mention one other game just uh, you know every now and again we we like to taste make we want to you know even there's so many games id at xbox we we've stopped reading them every week on the show
1: yeah there's just so much i have an e- we get emails every week of like here's what's new on the on the id at xbox front and it'll be seven literally 17 seven games. yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> Pretty much on a on a heavy week. There's so many games. And if you watch the show for a while, we would dedicate literally a fifteen minute chunk of the show to just reading the descriptions right. of them. Half of them are are like don't don't make a lot of sense. You're like, okay, it's an action platformer, but there's this weird descriptor that like sort of changes it. Mm-hmm. There's just too many games to play. So it's hard to surface like the great little ones, but yeah. Ryan found one this week.
0: Well, it's, it was flagged to me actually by, uh, I think somebody maybe in the community and then uh, the, one of the developers themselves uh, jumped in and, and then they emailed me. We started a little email back and forth. This game called ghost of a tale. It's, it's actually, it's been out on PC. So, I mean, again, I'm, I'm not, I can't say that uh, I'm, Oh, I'm discovering this hot new thing. Like it's actually been around. If you're, if you're watching us on video, here's some footage of it. And that is when I looked it up. Cause you know, if somebody flags something to me, like I'm going to at least look it up and mm. see what's doing. And I looked it up and went, wait a second. Wow. This looks really good. If you're watching on video right now, you can see this is a, a very pretty game with, uh, some beautiful okay. animation and a, and a cool little mouse character. Mm-hmm. You're a minstrel, a mouse minstrel. Anyway, uh, yeah, so it the, the, turns out the developer wrote to me and said, I've directed animation on several movies over the years for DreamWorks and Universal. Ah. One of the more recent ones was Despicable Me. And one day, six years ago, I decided to create a game from scratch. And that is this game, Ghost of a Tale. And yeah, I, I downloaded it. I played a little bit of it on Steam, and it's out on Xbox this week. <laughs> And so I haven't I haven't checked out the Xbox version, but uh, yeah, PC. It's 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 got that thing. I would say it's it's a little rough around the edges, but it's um, but it's it's got some depth to it. There's a whole inventory system. There's a whole uh, you know kind of character management system. Mm-hmm. But it is you know you start off in a, in a little prison and you're trying to escape and evade these guards, and there there is a lot to like to it. So it's one of those where I just thought, hey. People can give it a look on Xbox this week.
2: Uh, aesthetically, it sort of reminds me of Moss, which came yes, to ps which I
0: loved. I reviewed that game. Oh, cool! Yeah, that's yeah. right.
2: Um, in terms of it being a uh, mouse-themed action platformer game, obviously the ah camera- oh, yes, that old chest that genre. Yeah. Um, the camera feels a little closer, uh, and it seems like there's some stealth stuff and yeah. some yes. o- home alone-style murdering of other animals <laughs> where you get to roll <laughs> barrels off of cliffs. I love that idea. I love the idea you're a mouse and the guards are rats.
1: <laughs> like every everything is like sort of uh, contextualized in this. It's it's very uh,
2: American tale,
0: sort Yeah. sort of you know? yeah. No, I, I, cats are the
1: enemy I
2: totally dig that I'm, I want to check
0: this one out now yeah so give that a look Thought I would uh, super would, cute. Uh, shout it out alright let's move on with the week's news I want to start with EA Electronic Arts they are they've announced this week I, I have to say I rolled my eyes at first because it's the beginning of March and I'm already getting E3 emails mm-hmm. like oh no it's already started but this is a big one so EA is doing their EA play event once again you know they've they Separated from the ESA and are not going to be in the convention center. They're yeah. doing their own thing off site over in Hollywood. Uh, yeah. So they're doing their EA play event. Fans can come. But the key difference this year is there will be no press conference from EA this year. Uh, it's happening June 7th to the 9th, which is way on the early side. Mm-hmm. Right. The 9th is Sunday. Which has traditionally been when EA kicks off or I'm sorry, E three kicks off on Tuesday. Officially. Yeah. yeah. But we keep working our way backwards in time uh, so to make E three longer, yeah, yeah, every year. Bethesda's press conference has been on Sunday. Microsoft's was Sunday last year. Yeah, they they moved up to sort of get ahead of the conversation yeah. with everybody else. And then Monday has been
2: the the longest day of the year for press conferences. It was um what? Ubisoft, EA playstation yes. at Correct. the end of the night and, and then, for a
0: while microsoft was yeah, the first microsoft one in on the monday but then they moved to sunday
2: sometimes there's a konami a devolver or a pc conference thrown right. in there, and then tuesday morning is a nintendo or a nintendo direct shape yes thing.
0: yes exactly yeah. so uh so the 7th to the 9th is this ea play event a kickoff event on friday june 7th tickets will be available next month and they will be free to all who register uh, so that's good but instead of the press conferences, they're replacing it with, quote, multiple live streams that will air during the first two days of the event. According to EA, the intention is to offer more gameplay to viewers as well as more insights from the teams making the games. Uh, so you'll be able to go hands-on with plenty of stuff, and EA will you know just be streaming and doing a whole thing from there. So I do like that it's all free. That's yeah. great. Yeah. You know, if you're in the area, you're going to be at E3, hey, why not go see what EA is up to? Did it it really all happens... Before the rest of the show does, yeah. mm-hmm. so that's good. Uh, less cool, I think, is the skipping of the press conference. <laughs> yeah, it
2: start, it's starting to feel like the like the tailgating party is more popular than the, In the game. Than the game, yeah. Um, there's a lot of people throwing events in the parking lot outside of E3, and not as many people throwing events inside E3 proper. Uh, this feels weird because it's also obviously you can't even bring this up without talking about the fact that PlayStation pulled out, and that is two major players who are part of the press conferences. Right. Are, will just not have a press conference presence this time around. Um, these guys will find ways to get that conversation out. Otherwise, sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. But in terms of like that big, you know that big circus that big that big performance that big theater show. song and dance yeah yeah, yeah. Like yeah. and hacking it a whole uh old theater in la with with fans and press and everything yeah. that's going away hoop and it's god where yeah, are we gonna
1: hoop, see Hoop god exactly
2: exactly uh yeah that's sort of
1: the press conference has always been like the most uh i don't know i don't know if organic's the right word but like the most distilled version of the message that you yes. want to send right so you have 10 things to talk about you have an hour to do it let's go mm-hmm um, without that message, I wonder how that's going to affect sort of the presence, the presences there. Yeah. Um, I mean, EA is going to be fine. Like they're going to have 10 live streams, one for each of their series. They'll have the FIFA live stream and the Madden live stream and, and whatever else. Um, but as far as, like, somebody who just wants to, like, hey, what's EA up to or what's Battlefield ha- what's happening with Battlefield later this year, I think it's going to be harder for them, you know? I mean, and, and of course, sites like IGN and, and the other major outlets out there will carry the news as well. But, like, if you want to just sit down after work and watch 60 minutes of, you know, EA's, EA's press conference and figure out everything that's going on, that feels like a, a missed – like, what do you replace that with? Six hours of live stream.
2: Yeah. Well, I, I think the smart thing about that is that it does allow, uh, people to hyper focus on the parts of that, mm-hmm. that, of, of that company that they enjoy. Sure. And what has always, confused me and every other gamer on earth is that when we watch the ubisoft press conference when we watch the ea press conference they are not made for one person they are made yeah. for 16 different focus groups almost sometimes usually yeah. to a fault right? exactly right yeah. so like when you're watching ubisoft and it goes from like here's um you know let's talk star wars but first <laughs> fifa splinter cell uh pele is here right. <laughs> you know, the sims right. like I mean, it's all over the place one. right yeah. are, do you guys like just dance and you're like not really and yeah. they're like well what about the division. You're like, why are those on the same billing? Exactly. You know, like if you went to a concert and like and Britney Spears was there at the same time as Wu Tang, maybe you'd be like, I'm into this. You know but what? I, a, I would I would I'd be down. I'd stick around. Let's for that see one. what happens. Um, and so my theory about all of this is that uh, two very specific things are potentially at play here, and one is scarier than the other. The one that's less scary is the fact that we are nearing the end of a console generation. It is too late to introduce a bunch of new stuff Mm -hmm. and too soon to introduce a bunch of new stuff for next-gen. So we're caught in this weird window, and PlayStation's there too, where they're kind of like, we don't really have a lot to show you right now. We've shipped a bunch of stuff. We're working on a bunch of stuff. There's a bunch of stuff that's sort of games as service. It's going to continue, like for EA and Anthem and stuff like that. But we're not ready to talk next-gen yet. Mm -hmm. So let's go quiet for a year, and we'll come back next year. That's the more preferable situation here. Sure. The really bad potential situation here is that E3 is no longer seen as a viable content delivery system for anybody anymore. And And I think that that conversation is going to quietly, quietly, quietly uh, envelop this entire story here. And E3 will no longer be a thing that people look as a viable way to introduce new games.
1: I think it's already there. Yeah. Really. I mean, look at what the publishers are doing. A, uh, a lot of it has to do with cost, right? Mm -hmm. I imagine the ESA prices for floor space i mean if you've ever been to e3 essentially one hall is owned by sony and microsoft mm-hmm. right there's some other stuff in there as well um but that sort of floor space is not cheap at yeah. all and if you don't really have like sony to like you just said sony's in this weird position right now where they have days gone coming out in a matter of weeks or months <laughs> uh and then after that you've got ghosts last of us two neither of which are you know, maybe I mean, I don't imagine either of those are in a place to talk about really in-depth at this point yep. because they haven't really signaled anything. Um, so, like, why spend that money, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, the same degree, like EA, as we were talking about, you know, EA's got their annual sports stuff, but that's not necessarily something that you need to throw a big. Like, all right, we're going to talk about QB Vision 3.0 this year. Like, that's cool like, for the people who play Madden. Um, but outside of that, you've got, you know, Jedi, which is coming out this holiday season that they're going to talk about at Celebration. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and you've
2: got what? A more new, more Anthem roadmaps. A new <laughs> Battlefield, maybe? Maybe, yeah. Um, and you've got, yeah, you've got... There was rumors of like a, a smaller scale Star Wars-y thing for next year. Um, so we don't know about that. But right. it's... I, think about the the biggest EA game in the world right now. We didn't know about two months ago. You <laughs> know, true. it was yeah. it's surprise launched on a on a Monday afternoon. It was shown to some streamers on a Sunday or a Friday. The best selling game of last year was mm-hmm. Red Dead Two. They, they Rockstar hasn't been at E three in fifteen years. Yeah. maybe like you don't. Maybe you can just <clears throat> pick a day of the year and go. Hey, we're we're gonna we're gonna put a video out. We're gonna have an event. We're gonna have a bunch of have a bunch of streamers and influencers right. here. And I think for like. Old school people like us and gamers everywhere, E3 is this big thing and you want it to stay this big thing. But I think individual publishers one by one will look at that and go, is it really worth it for us? You mentioned like the sort of like floor space thing Mm -hmm. to get deeper into that, like everything that you that you do when you build a booth at E3 is proprietary and has to be rented directly from the ESA and costs right. stupid amounts of money. Yeah. The carpet, the wall, the steps. Every time you see a booth and you're like, what a great booth. And maybe you see it in five seconds on a sizzle that you watch, watch on your phone. Yeah. That was like $150,000. $150,000 yeah, $150, uh, carpet it's wall. stories. Exactly. Uh, yeah. And so all of that adds up. And I think a lot of people go, well, why would we do that when we can just Go a week earlier or two weeks later and just go, here's a video or here's a six hour live stream of us playing, you know, Fallen Order or like, you know, Snoop Dogg.
0: Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Well, so that maybe the devil's advocate argument to that, at least the one that seemed to win win the day when all this happened. Twelve years ago, So you, when, that, when E3 I was going to bring that crumbled crumbled up Once before, sick, yeah. cyclical, all the way yeah. back, yeah. Mm-hmm. is that what we're just going to see again? Because uh, when when the monopoly that was e three broke up, broke itself up the first time, everybody went, "Oh wait, turns out the." USA Today's and Time magazines and New York Times all them these mainstream media outlets uh, e3 is the only time of year where they pay attention to us the video game industry mm-hmm. So if everybody tries to go the the Apple route of we're gonna have our own event for mm-hmm. everything, you know is that gonna dilute the industry enough that that, that uh, publishers and and companies will will suffer or do we just live in a, you know, hyper specialized, fragmented society and entertainment world enough now where these companies totally can just get away with that.
2: I think that's exactly it, right? When when E3 died and was reborn the last time around, um Yeah, exactly. The internet wasn't what it was, live streaming wasn't was what it was. Um cutting out the middleman in terms of like getting content directly to the eyes of the people. Exactly. Um where we are now is that you can, you can announce something, wh- like we saw with Apex Legends, you can announce something on a Monday and by Tuesday, 10 million people are playing it and by Friday, 25 million people are playing it and that number doubles as, as the weeks go on. Um, and so that's, that I think might be the future. Whether or not, um, Time Magazine pays attention, whether or not, you know, uh, the CNN, you know, Fox, ABC, all that, if they pay attention, um, that remains to be seen. I think that like, it is to their benefit to seek out that conversation anyway. I don't think that, I, I, I'll put it this way. I think that, like, you're a pretty bad news outlet if you only can look up once a year to pay attention to a, a multi-billion dollar industry. Right. Um, but we'll see. I don't, I don't want to see e, E3 die. Right? No. Cause I love it. But I also, completely understand that if it if it explodes into a thousand pieces then that's just the way it is now you know
0: yeah and I think you, you might have hit it on the head too of uh, it could this could end up being one or the other or both but you know ea just might be at a place in their product cycle where the, you know respectfully they just don't have enough for a full and proper conference this right. year yep. yeah. the sports games alone <clears throat> probably not enough to to carry an hour conference uh they've we've heard that they i guess they've announced that they have a new plants versus zombies game mm-hmm. in the works and there's a new need for speed spinning up but those aren't exactly like they're those aren't the the E3 kind of audience right. where you want to hit those core gamers to get them excited mm-hmm. uh, and you know if jedi fallen order is this year <laughs> which it which it is then um maybe we're going to see star wars battlefront 3 Push to next year, even though this would be its year. They've been going every other year, you know, alternating Battlefield and Battlefront. Yeah, but it's, it's yeah.
1: almost a sure, yeah. I mean, unless unless Battlefront goes in that September August window, October window. Um, I mean, we know Jedi Fallen Order is holiday. It says yeah. it right there on the site. So, yeah. it would make sense given sort of what happened with Battlefront two. You know, there was a lot of Unhappy fans with it, so like give it
0: another year in the hopper, let it you know sort of, and uh, that that would let Dice show off on the new consoles. Yeah, they are a they are a technical powerhouse of a developer. They're you know the Frostbite engine they made it, (laughs) and now all of EA uses it. And Battle, I mean, remember when we first saw Battlefront One, we were I was in disbelief. I was like, "That's not real. There's no way it can. That's not real. It's not real time. Right. And then it turned out it was. It was a beautiful." beautiful game and so and then what did you see five minutes later Madden
2: right yeah and you're like why are these yeah. g- why are these joined <laughs> at the hip um, the other thing about e3 is that uh, it is an incredibly wonderful celebration of video games that also millions of people cannot wait to pick apart that is a huge part of the culture of e3 is watching it. Well, it's a, it's a thing. huge part of the social media culture, Of too. course, like, yeah. And that's sort of, we're, we're both
1: entwined in that where it's yes. like, whoever the most sarcastic person on Twitter is, yep. like, wins the
2: conference. And I've been that, dude. I've been guilty for that, you know, for years. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it's sort of like, you go, who won E3? Or let's grade them. Uh, these are the worst moments, the most embarrassing moments, blah, 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 blah. One, I think a live press conference will always have the opportunity to have something break or explode or fail or, like, you know, somebody comes out and they have their low energy or B-roll doesn't play or, like, there was that uncharted a demo where the dude just fell through the geometry and crashed. Oh, it's just like it's hard to see yeah. um and that's where i think nintendo has the right idea with their directs because everything is pre-recorded yeah. recorded premeditated it's good to go when you drop a, a sizzle reel in august that's just about ea star wars or just about sports games you can hyper focus on what works what's good you can pre-tape the whole thing and no one is sitting there like memeing out every moment of it being yeah. like you lost you failed you screwed up yeah they just go oh cool i love those games Thanks. control the message. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I and, mean, it, it, removing the live element from
1: your marketing is is always like the safer approach. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wonder how much of like needing to cram all this content in by June, like how much danger, inherent danger there is for the publishers in that regard, you know?
0: And what I want to bring this back around to real quick, just to wrap this conversation up is, is Microsoft. And uh, we talked extensively uh, in previous episodes of this show how Sony... Ducking out of E3 presents a, a huge opportunity for Microsoft uh, that oh. they could either they could choose to just lay low and they basically have a mulligan. They have a free pass this year to if they wanted to have a press conference, but, you know, keep all the the bullets in in the gun and save them for next year. They could do that or they could come out guns blazing. And from what Phil said, it sounds like they're going to come out guns blazing. And I now so, with which is EA, awesome. Yeah. With with EA ducking out, too. I mean, it's. Microsoft is there fewer and fewer <laughs> E3 viewing options. Yeah. It's 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 Microsoft's game to win or lose yep. when it comes to wowing people at E3. 100%.
1: Yeah. I mean outside of I mean without really it's Sony, EA and Microsoft are the big ones. Ubisoft's up there as well. Sure. Um Bethesda's come on been come on strong here yeah, in the last few years. Yeah, they have. They've actually really stepped it up in the last few years. Devolver, I mean come on. Uh, but I think microsoft is really the one like even if you're not in the microsoft ecosystem it's an opportunity for you to like well there's sony's not having one so i'm gonna watch microsoft and see how bad they do or see right. how good they do uh and i think there's an opportunity for microsoft to come out and be like yeah all 12 of our studios are currently making games right now here's the quadruple a1 like here's a small teaser and show
2: right. off whatever you're death stranding is or your ghosts or your last of us 2 which is huge i mean you guys are completely spot on this we've focused as an industry and as as fans uh so much on what won't be at e3 and if the show is dying that we're sort of forgetting that there are a bunch of big players still there with a lot to say and microsoft is in an incredible position right now to get the conversation started on next gen before anybody else exactly um and really plant that flag and i've said this for, for years, I will say this for the rest of my life, the video game audience as a mass is a fickle collection of people mm-hmm. that, uh, we get called fanboys, we get called like, we get called console warriors and all that fun stuff, but the reality is, is that every single Console manufacturer is one great move or one bad move away from losing everybody or gaining everybody 100%. every single generation.
0: Oh, we've and seen every. They've yep. all been they've all been through it. Microsoft,
2: yep. Sony, and Nintendo have every all been through one. it. Every single one. Every single one. I I'm, I I co-host you know podcast Beyond. Uh, I I I own a Nintendo Switch. I've covered those those platforms through the dark days. Yep. Um, I've I bought every single Xbox the day it came out until the One X, which I waited on and I was sitting there being like, "There's something missing." Then I played Red Dead on my ps4 pro i was like this doesn't look as good i went out i got a one x like this it's that's all it takes and there was nothing no part of that was me going like oh you know um i'm this guy forever i'm this guy forever you go where the games are you go where the graphics are and you go where uh it seems like the party is and i think that microsoft is in a fantastic spot yeah come out swinging
1: yeah if you remove if you remove the brand identity that people tend to tie themselves to when it comes to consoles honestly just, like, the the ecosystem with the best to offer is really the one that went. I, everyone I, – I see a lot of comments where, like, oh, the Xbox is trash. There's no games. Xbox has always been trash. Forgetting that last generation, there were tens of millions of yeah. 360s out there <laughs> yep. in, the, in the world. Um, it is, like you said, very, very cyclical. Whoever has the best offering – right now, Sony's got the games, you know, mm-hmm. and their hardware is, is – I mean it's not as good as a 1x but a 1x was was added to the cycle late. Yep. So I totally understand where that sort of uh that sort of perception is at this point but like you said and and, and like we've talked about every every week since since Unlock started. <laughs> uh, you really are only one amazing thing
2: away from everyone being like, you know, I've always liked Xbox. Yeah. I've always loved my. Other good news for Xbox fans: number one always gets cocky and screws up every single time. Hundred <laughs> percent. I, I remember like Ken Ken Kuduragi coming out for the PS3 and being like, oh, you know, it's six hundred dollars. We could ship it a with a second job. We a second job. We could put it out with no games to still sell a million. Yeah. And you know what? Those guys were hit with some humility pretty hard. Yeah. Um. I remember Nintendo coming out with the 3DS. They had a price drop within a few months and give out like basically ambassador certificates to their early adopters. Remember that? The Wii U, we don't have to talk about that right now. That's a whole thing. Oh, like the what? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but so like that that's uh, this generation started with Microsoft focusing on Connect on the TV. The wrong things. The wrong things. And that uh, unfortunately consumed the conversation for the entire time, but they yeah. have they've completely distanced themselves from that. They've shown that they are prone to creating and developing brand new properties and new studios and thinking long-term and it's incredibly exciting to see what they're working on next and I'm going to buy it on day 1. So let's Well,
0: speaking of long term, uh, just a tip of the hat here, some news out of out of Inside Xbox, Major Nelson and his team's uh, fairly regular, I, I don't think there's quite an a monthly. exact cadence, a yeah, monthly-ish monthly. yeah. uh, show that they do over there, Halo the Master Chief Collection uh, almost is like a microcosm. Of Microsoft's entire generation in the form of one video. Oh my god! Game. Isn't yeah, it? Mm-hmm. that's, that's like, really. It adds. came with a lot of hype. Yeah, people were really effing excited about it. I sure was. I remember sitting in the bullpen with Alfredo Diaz as that game was getting close. Right, and we're both old school Halo fans. Halo Two for life, and we were going to get to play Halo Two online again because the servers had been off. And we were both. We would just we'd look at each other in the office and just, we'd be like, "We back." And then the game came out, and uh, And everything multiplayer horribly wrong like
1: the first three months. But
0: man, three four three has they they put their heads down, uh, and and they just went to work. And over time, yeah, a long time, but so what? It's the point. They're there now. They've completely revamped the whole thing. They've, they added Halo 3 ODST, which is a fan favorite, as, as a, which they gave away free to those of us that had it early on. I think it's, I want to say it's five bucks otherwise. Yeah. And now, the news this week, Master Chief Collection is coming to PC. So all, the entire Legacy Halo Collection is now playable on the PC, which is absolutely fantastic. And for those, this one's, so that may not matter to you Xbox fans, but this will, Halo Reach. Being added to the Master Chief Collection, so it's all there now. That's awesome. It's I'm all really there for this, actually. Yes, I know people
1: have mixed feelings on Reach, but I think it's—I'm one of them. But I'm yeah. so
0: happy to see it in there. I really enjoyed
1: it. It's one of those—it's one of those movies or oops, movies. <laughs> Keeping it real. <laughs> uh, it's one of those games that is more like a war movie than it is like a traditional sci-fi epic, like a Halo game. Uh, so it's—it's it's got its own identity. But the fact that they're adding this entire game to an existing game. Master Chief Collection is almost like a, a shell
2: now. It's a platform. Yeah. Halo. Oh yeah. It's
1: a Halo platform.
2: That's super cool. It's become this all-encompassing sort of compartment of Halo stuff. Yeah. And the fact that they didn't just walk away, going like, "We screwed it up. We'll try it again next time," and that they're continuing to find, fine-tune it and tweak it is, is really, really commendable.
1: And what's crazy to me is it's free on Game Pass. Uh, free. It's available part of on your Game Sub- Pass. Yeah, yeah. Part of the subscription. Uh, so, like, for ten bucks a month, you can play almost every single Halo property that's ever been released. That's insane to me. Like I we we talk all the time
2: how we think Xbox Game Pass is probably the best deal in gaming. Mm-hmm. I think I honestly I will flat out say it is probably the best new thing added this generation across anything. Yeah. Like, like yeah. as as a service it is phenomenal and everyone should be striving to steal it. A hundred percent. Yeah, it's I totally f- it's agree. It's fantastic. And I think for the traditional model of video
1: game, I think Halo Master Chief Collection might be the best value for yep. a video game. You get five, six games included, and a series. They're of- up to six. Yes. And a series of multiplayer
0: suites, and it's just. I mean, it's it's not even the Master Chief Collection anymore. It's it's the Halo Anthology. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you should just rename it. It That it really is. It really is. (laughs) There are two non-Master Chief games in it. It is it is one third not Master Chief.
1: Well, (laughs) okay, yeah. No, I mean, I mean that in a good way. Like Master Chief makes little cameos, but yeah, yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, like at what point do they just call it the best of three, four, three? You know. Well, and, and, Bungie. and Bungie, yeah,
0: the whole thing. But yeah, I was so. going to say
1: the best of Bungie because it, it rhymes, but uh, not rhymes, <laughs> it
0: alliterates. It
2: alliterates, <laughs> thank you. But uh, that's not really uh, accurate anymore. <laughs> I think you got to get Halo or Master Chief in the title to get to to sell it. Or I, I you don't even need to sell things anymore. On Game Pass. It's just they just it's appear just in front of you and you download them. Yeah, pretty much. It's yeah. amazing.
0: Yeah. All right. So. Uh, Yeah, kudos 343. That's that's super cool. Gonna get a lot of people probably uh, diving back in to play Halo Reach again. It's Mm -hmm. been a while. Looking for in-depth discussions about the process of making video games from the very people who actually make them? Then IGN is happy to present Starburns Audio's upcoming podcast, Humans Who Make Games. Hosted by comedian and Adam Ruins Everything star Adam Conover, Humans Who Make Games offers insight into the origins of games like Spelunky, Binding of Isaac, and more from the people who made them. The first episode will be with binding of Isaac developer Edmund McMillan. Stay tuned for more from humans who make games on IGN and be sure to subscribe to the show's Apple podcast feed for new episodes as they debut. And let's see here. Finally this week, just wanted to point out <laughs> Mortal Kombat 11. <laughs> this this game <laughs> it's it it makes it ma- you cannot help but smile when you look at that video game right. because it completely knows what it is. It knows the exact tone it should have. Uh, the fatalities are absurd and hilarious. Johnny Cage's is, is possibly the funniest one of all of them mm-hmm. that I've seen so far. Yeah,
1: the, re- the reveal of his, uh, his fatality that yeah. you, you put up.
0: God,
2: go watch that video on so IGF YouTube. So funny.
0: Oh, my God. It is so good. Yeah. God, ho- I, I would have loved to have been in the room as they were hashing that one out. Oh, my like, God. All right, what about, okay, this and then this Yeah, and then this. Like, like and, the, then they, the, and then the animators. How do the animators not break out in a cold sweat? Yeah, and then they're just, they're just yeah. like, yeah, okay, <laughs> do will do it. But uh, there's a new story trailer out for Mortal Kombat 11, which I maybe I shouldn't be surprised at this point, but it it appears to have an incredibly deep, mat, like huge story with loads of cutscenes. Yeah, and, like an entire, an entire like huge plot to it. Right. And I'm just I'm just I'm just blown away by how how tremendous this should this should surprise people, because historically, not only is this
2: not a franchise with a story, right? This is a franchise that tried to do stories and failed miserably, like back in the day. day, You remember Deception? do Do you remember the mythology series? Oh man! It was one game. Yeah. Yeah. Back in the day, Mortal Kombat was like, we're everyone's going to get their own spin-off game. They're going to be action platformers, but they're going to play like Mortal Kombat. And no one in the room was the like, Sub-Zero
0: no. Yeah. yeah. So Sub
2: Zero got his own game. It came to like I think PlayStation and N sixty four, and it it I, I think IGN gave it like a three out of ten back then. Um, Sounds about right. Uh, and it basically killed off the series forever. But that was their vehicle to say. Everyone in this game is important. They have a cool story. They have a, you know, that this this lineage and this origin, and we're going to tell that story today. And then the wheels fell off. And the wheels and fell that off vehicle. Um, but the wheels are back. Yeah. <laughs> and better than ever. And I'm really happy to see that. So
1: I, I too, like I, we grew up playing Mortal Kombat, yeah. right? Like, I mean, I, I still have scars on my knuckles from <laughs> when I was trying to like do the uh the button press mini games and um. Like this game has never really had like that involved of a story in the games themselves, but it doesn't actually make it, it, it does make a little bit of sense when you think about Mortal Kombat 11 is now the fourth or fifth game, um, in this same sort of uh, series that they've been doing. Right? It was like Mortal Kombat 10 and Injustice, Injustice 2, Mortal yep. Kombat 11. So they've had they've they've had like several. I mean, almost a decade now uh, to. To, they've had all this time to create a platform and get to know the engine and work on cutscenes and their tools are, are probably, they know them like the back of their hand at this Mm -hmm. point. So they don't have to worry about how do we make it work. What they, all they have to worry about is, what do we do to make it better than the last time? Yep. Which is how, in the same way that you're going to get an amazing story in this, seemingly from the trailer, uh, it's the same reason we get those awesome fatalities, where where you know Johnny Cage is hamming it up for 30 <laughs> seconds straight. Like those are the reasons, the the reasons we get all this awesome new content is because they've spent so much time and they're so comfortable in this space and they know what they're doing. Yep. Uh, and you know until. You know, you see parallels with this in the console as well. Like at the start of the console generation, you're like, hey, that's a pretty cool game. By the end of the console generation, you're seeing things that you've never seen before.
0: right? And and what's amazing to me, just to, just to take a quick bit of like, just pull the camera back to the 10,000-foot view of, of, the, of the history here. Uh, at one point, this whole thing was kind of in jeopardy because the studio, Mortal Kombat, and I mean, Ed Boon's been there the whole way. Uh, John Tobias left forever ago, but Ed Boone's been there the whole way. But when Midway went under, it was all up in the air, right. and Warner Brothers just basically just got everybody, and it, that's where Nether Realm came from. They've only been Nether Realm for whatever it is five, six, seven years now. They they, they were a Midway studio right. for for years and years and years before that, and if. You know, if history goes a slightly different direction, yep. maybe all those people scatter to the wind. Maybe there's a different publisher picks it up and they get, don't get along with the studio and everybody leaves. And and we don't like this has been the same group that stayed together. And, you know, I, I know we talk a lot about uh, in the office about how studios now. Uh, Gaming is getting old enough where a lot of game studios are like sports teams in that you're basically just rooting for the laundry Yeah, because the players change. I mean, Rare doesn't have a lot of people that were there in the Super NES days. And Bungie doesn't have a lot of people that were there in the Halo one day. Sure, there, there's some, but it's like not the majority of the studio. Right, I mean, we and we have that here at IGN. I have to explain yes. to people all the time. SNL yeah, has true. it too, right? It's yeah. like, and people are always like, oh, people keep
2: leaving. And it's like, no, there's a natural progression right. and a turnover that happens over the course of decades where, you know, there's a new class and people come yeah. and go. And but,
0: like, the, but there is, there are some studios you can point to where there is a core of people yeah. that have been there together. It's crazy. For long, I mean, look, I mean, I'm not uh, making any direct comparisons, but like, okay, you know, the the, the Chicago Bulls of the 90s had that that core yeah. that stayed together and were great and won six championships. Yep. The core of Rockstar North of uh, the Housers uh, and up until recently Leslie Benzies, but, you know, there is a core there, and you look at what that team does with the Grand Theft Auto series, and I think... It's time to recognize Ed Boon and the Netherrealm team. Yeah, this core that's been together as as part of that. To your point, Brandon, about you know injustice has they've they that sort of started as just a thing, and now they've turned that into a a pillar of their yeah. of their studio. And and you've yeah, I think Netherrealm and, and Ed Boon and that team is they're in that group of just this just. Dynastic yep. core yeah. team that's stuck together, and they're making—they're just—it's just greatness. No, you totally know it. In, in
1: this, yeah, in the sports world, they are called like the intangibles, mm-hmm. right? It's like you might not necessarily be the best team or the biggest right. team or the team with the most money, but you have the experience, and everybody on that team knows
0: what everybody else is thinking at any given time, right? Yeah. Which you can't do by just signing. 72 all-stars on one-year deals like right, you know right the the steve nash era uh, dwight howard era lakers tried mm-hmm. to do you know no you're right nether realm is then
2: is the 90s chicago bulls of tearing out dudes skeletons yes. yeah, punch people in the nuts until they explode yeah, <laughs> you know they're, yeah they're fantastic <laughs> at that eating people's brains
1: yeah <laughs> right. yeah, yeah. Uh, they, I love they, it. They definitely are to like bring this back from sports for a little bit. Though I really like the analogy, we right? Should, it we works. Should talk sports more. Yeah, it works. Uh, yeah, I mean when you when you have a talented group of people who know each other really well and have been working on, I'm not going to belittle them by saying Mortal Kombat and Justice are the same game, but they're fairly similar, right? Yep. To a degree, uh, you, you don't have to stray too far. In either direction to to you know make a good product on either of those series, um, they've just been doing what they do so well for so long that. Now they get to focus on some of the things that the series might have been lacking, like mm-hmm. a story. They, and they get
2: to iterate creatively in, in weird and
1: fun new directions. Rather than focusing on the tech of like, well, how do we get Scorpion's spear to not
2: fly right through his yeah. chest and off screen? And they don't have to be like, should they we make that an out. action platformer? Like, yeah. no, it doesn't happen anymore. It's like <laughs> we yeah. make brutal fighting games and we're going to add some story. We're going to add this. We're going to add that. And I, I love them
0: for that. And to that point, uh, a, a seeming kudos goes to Warner Brothers for from all accounts just from what we see actually get, end up playable in our hands warner brothers appears to leave them the hell alone yeah. Yeah. to do their thing and doesn't try to micromanage and and note them to death yep like like a you know oh well we've bought you guys and we have some ideas for how mortal combat should go like no they went you guys do your thing mm-hmm. well imagine like
1: <laughs> imagine take two going to to uh rockstar and being like hey we have notes <laughs> Yep. And
0: they're just like, oh, interesting. <laughs> That's okay. cute. Uh, here you go. <laughs> yep. Yep. The yeah. housers just light them on fire right? Exactly. Yep. right in front of their faces. So um yeah, I just it I saw that story trailer for Mortal Kombat Eleven and I had to just stop and marvel at it. And it also made me go, Wow, Mortal Kombat Eleven Mortal Kombat Eleven has a has a like more attention paid to its storytelling than most Modern triple-A first-person shooters, yeah. and I know that that is both a uh, a compliment to Netherrealm and the Mortal Kombat <laughs> series, and a hell of a dig yeah. at, at the first-person shooter genre in in general. The salt My is goodness, burn. yep, um, uh, yeah, it's crazy, especially because that story is
1: just—I <laughs> mean. That story is insane. Like, trying to follow a through through line through that story, it's like, well, but then the universe reset, and everything started, you're just like, oh, okay. I just want to punch people's heads off. That's all. That's all I'm interested in. Uh, So kudos. I mean, that wasn't meant to be a dig. Kudos to them for, like, putting the money into something that probably shouldn't work on paper. But, you know, I'm confident after watching that trailer that they know what they're doing.
0: I I also, final note here, I still... It'll probably never happen for uh, corporate politics or, or other corporate reasons, but boy, do I want to see! Uh, remember, remember when Tekken and Street Fighter tried to cross over, but they were each going to ta- each going to yeah. do a game, mm-hmm. and we only ended up getting one side of it. Yep. At this point, man, I would love to see Ono San's Street Fighter team. Make a mor- make a you know Street Fighter Mortal Kombat crossover oh, and Cross Nether Realm make oh my a Mortal God. Kombat Street Fighter. Fu- that like, would be terrible. How yeah. how much would those sell? They would be those would be two of the most watched and, and fascinating projects here's, in the history. Here's the thing. Like you. <laughs> I, I, you know, I I cover a lot of Nintendo 50 stuff 50 here. 50-50 revenue split.
2: Let's do it. Capcom, Dub Warner Brothers. I, I cover a lot of Nintendo stuff here at IGN. We just, you know, got we went through Smash Brothers. Mm-hmm. That is a big collection of video game characters coming together, to beat the hell out of each other. The main stylistic difference there is that none of them tear each other's throats out, <laughs> punch each other in the nuts until they explode. Mortal Kombat is doing some stuff that people can't just come over and play and hang yeah. out. Yeah. It's like that's why people are like, put Shaggy in Mortal Kombat, and they're like, Shaggy from Scooby Doo. Yeah. You really you want to see That guy, See do you know how much approval we would have to get to vivisect? <laughs> Shaggy? Yeah, exactly. What we do, yeah, like they have to have like canonical conversations with the people in charge of that IP, going like, What does his skeletal frame look like <laughs> on fire? Like, they're saying it's just you can't come over and play with Mortal Kombat. That's the older brother doing drugs yeah. behind the yard that you just can't hang out with. I mean, look at <laughs> the stay
1: away from him. Look at the guest characters to date the Predator, Eddie, <laughs> yeah, Jason. Like, you, these are not characters characters yeah. at our nice these right? are
2: people who have a, a history
1: of violent killing before they showed up. Exactly. you have to be a psychopath to even get in the door Yeah. <laughs> tell
0: me you don't want to see Guile's eyeballs <laughs> ripped out of his skull put on the top of his flat top head and have him turned into like a Muppet head so this, no you don't want to see that
1: the second you mentioned that I started thinking of fatalities in my head and I'm like oh my god what happens when Zangief power bombs someone what happens when Vega jumps off the, the chain link fence and lands on someone with his claws like,
2: Dude, those pl- fatalities would be horrible. Blanco would show up and he'd be like, oh "I'm God, an yeah. electrical Brazilian wolf man and this yeah. is too much for me." Yeah.
0: Zangief, you know, it'd be like a, it'd be like an atomic fatal wedgie with that, with that yeah. little little mankini he's got going oh on. God. Yeah, but then his ass would explode <laughs> in blood. <laughs> right. Yeah.
2: Yeah. 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 And then like Johnny Cage would come over to Street Fighter and be like, "That's it. Uh, <laughs> this is all we're doing this here. Is all you guys do? Can you sh- punch each other? Kick? Yeah." <laughs> Oh, you, throw a, you oh, throw a... Yeah, yeah. I was just going to go there. You throw energy at each other? <laughs> oh,
1: sweet. What, is that a boomerang? Oh, that's awesome. You're in the Air Force? <laughs> in broad daylight? Uh-huh. It's, Great. I have okay. travel.
2: Right here on the tarmac? We're just going to tickle each other? Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Who is oh. this guy in
1: the background <laughs> in of a bathhouse just throwing his hands up? <laughs> is this a mall? Yeah.
2: Like are, is it a fisherman's town?
0: Yeah. Japan. I <laughs> <laughs> well done. All right. All right. Uh, I'm gonna skip trivia this week because we're missing, we're down a couple cast members. But I and do I before we go. Uh, I want to throw out the loot box question to you guys this week. I think this is fun for all three of us to just discuss real quick. Jake W writes in and asks uh, with Halo Outpost Discovery on the way. That is the traveling Halo experience that's going to about six cities yeah. around the country uh, this summer. Do you think this could lead to a more permanent future for the Halo franchise in an existing theme park with uh, parks like Universal looking to expand greatly over the next few years, including the Nintendo mm-hmm. land? Uh, what are the chances we may see Halo somewhere like that in the near future? In other words, the way I'm ex- interpreting this is uh, let's maybe not answer his question so much as what would be some cool permanent fixture like Halo theme park rides? Ooh, because they're. The first one that came to mind to me, one of my favorites at Disneyland, and this is, you'd use the template here, Indiana Jones. Yes could be a killer warthog ride. Oh my oh, god, so yeah, totally. Like totally. Out, you know, in sort of some cool, cool like Halo dome kind of thing where it's simulating being in there and Every, you're like going over jumps and like yeah. f-
1: simulated jumps. Every time you turn around you see Indy there like, hey, you gotta go through the snake <laughs> cavern. It's like just the master chief with a gun he's like, I right. never
0: miss. Maybe there's a, one of you gets to be the gunner and you know, you're, there's like, you know, kind of the yeah. simulated thing where you oh, get I to love that.
2: out guys and it's scored and it's like, a, it's narr- narrative driven but it's on rails right oh
0: man i love that like a like a halo ride yep you know that's uh, uses builds off of that sort of bumpy on rails yeah. tech that the indiana jones ride uses so that's yeah. that's the first one that came to mind for me
1: i think california screaming in a but in a banshee Oh,
0: a lot of like twists and flips yeah. and turns, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like and there really could fast. be other other banshees next to you. Yeah,
1: I mean, ideally, you would need to do it on on like one of those roller coaster rides where you sit in, like Superman at Six Flags, you know, where you and you're dangling, right? Uh, your feet are dangling. Like that would make more sense, but uh, you could convert that to anything,
2: really. I mean, the Halo series is all about riding real fast, and
1: yeah, doing stupid things.
2: Exactly, you could convert that pretty easily. Um, I would want a Halo Master Chief Collection, the ride. Where the first time you go on it, it's, it's not a small great, world. and some people <laughs> yeah. get hurt, yeah. but every time you come back, uh, it's tweaked and improved, and we'll new be content is added.
1: <laughs> At some point, the fatality rate drops to zero. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And it's free with Game Pass. Uh, I mean, realistically, the Halo Master Chief, the ride, would be, it's a small world. It's just like, <laughs> each different room would be a different game in the series. <laughs> it's like you go through Halo 3 ODST, and it's just like, sexy jets <laughs>
0: Excuse me, I'm gonna kill myself.
2: I got stuck on that ride as a kid, and that is bringing back haunting memories. Yeah, I was on that ride for like an hour and a half. Fun fact: first time I ever went to Disneyland,
1: I was 22. I have been. Approximately 18 times since
2: then. Wow. Never been on It's a Small World. Wow.
1: Yeah, ever. Yeah.
2: I think that's probably the worst ride to get stuck on. Just uh, avoid it. You can watch a YouTube video That's of the it.
1: thing. It's like The line is always like an hour and a half.
2: And like, really?
0: Why? No, it's not. Yeah,
2: every time I've gone, the not line has gone. been huge. <laughs> That was always the one we went on when the other rides had. Yeah, that's like the. That was like, we got to go on a ride because we're here. Um, I I really think like the Haunted Mansion
1: style ride where it's more. uh, I mean, what do you call those rides? It's not it's not so much the experience of the ride, but it's like you're you're watching things as you. through, Like uh, the Little Mermaid ride as well. Uh, I take my nieces on that all the time and they love it. Yeah. I mean, it's fine for me. Like I, you know, whatever. Don't I'm, lie. Love that movie. Uh, <laughs> but, but like a Halo-themed version of that, where you go through and you relive some of the some of the key scenes of that series. Right? Yeah. It's just yeah. like key characters dying. You come out just <laughs> tears. Just, <laughs> just, just a wreck. Like an emotional
2: wreck. Sergeant Johnson, no. Yes. no. Every Your... time it hurts more. But they loved each other. <laughs> Your nieces are sitting there, being like tough it out
0: yeah come on grow up man come on man (laughs) yeah plenty of potential Mm -hmm. for halo theme park rides uh thank you to jake w if you have a loot box question send it in unlocked at ign.com and we'll get back to trivia next week that wraps it up for us. Yeah, it does. Uh last video episode, we think probably. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. I don't know. These are, these Who knows what
1: sex. surprises await? These are one offs.
0: Yeah. I mean the the uh the large
1: sort of structure of of Unlocked is now audio only, but every once in a while we might We might
2: come back for a video episode if If the planets align. Thank you guys so much for having me. This was a blast. Yeah. Yeah, Where can
0: we follow you and find you?
2: Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at agent Bizzle. If you want more of my podcast, rambling nonsense, I'm on Nintendo voice chat podcast beyond Uh, another thing we're bringing out soon. Um, it's more video focus, and then a bunch of other crap I do at home. Well, you, got button, button, you, know, you got the comedy button, you all that. You
0: got the podcast punch card. You got you must get a free free sandwich. A, up here. Free, <laughs> every week. You get a free podcast.
2: I would love a free podcast. I would actually more love a free sandwich, but sure. Yeah. No, but thank you guys for having me. This is absolutely. Awesome. Brandon, uh, yeah, I'm Brandon Tyrell. You can find me on Twitter at Brandon Tyrell, just my name,
1: super simple. Um, yeah, thanks for uh, hanging with us. We this was a bit of a surprise, but um, you know we love doing this show, so uh, look forward to talking to you again in a in coming a week's week. time. Yeah, coming yeah.
0: week, yes, every week. Uh, and you can find me on Twitter at DMC underscore Ryan. Check out that uh, Bonnie Ross episode of Unfiltered. Yeah. And hey, while you're there, if you like it. There's like 38 other episodes of that show. So for the love of God, please please give it a listen or a watch or both. Uh, and that will do it for Unlock 385. We'll see you guys next week.